0: Hi, I'm Linda McGlasson, managing editor of Bank Info Security and CU Info Security. Today's Information Security Media Group podcast is with attorney Lauren Saunders. She's managing attorney of the Washington office of the National Consumer Law Center, a nonprofit advocacy law firm for consumers. Welcome, Lauren.
1: Hi, Linda. Good to be here.
0: The recent Supreme Court decision, Como versus Clearinghouse, will allow states to enforce fair lending laws and other consumer protection measures against the nation's biggest banks. Lauren, what will this mean for national banks?
1: Well, the decision is, is somewhat equivocal. Um, on the one hand, this is the first decision by the Supreme Court in a long time. Um, that has reined in the practice of the banking agencies of just wiping out state consumer protections. Um, It clearly says that uh, state fair lending laws and other valid state laws that admittedly the banks need to comply with can be enforced. And, um, you know, it's um, amazing that the OCC, a banking agency, actually took the position that even though banks had to comply with state fair lending laws, the states could do nothing about it when they violated them so you know this is an important decision that you know puts some limits on the ability of banks to ignore state laws and in the fair lending context you know it, it will add you know some real teeth to some of the egregious practices we've seen over the last several years where you know in particular a number of minority communities were really targeted for you know some pretty abusive predatory lending
0: how will this affect banks when it comes to Predatory lending laws and state enforcement.
1: Enforcement of fair lending laws, not necessarily predatory lending laws, and, and the distinction is this: um, the fair lending laws at issue in this case, the ones that said you cannot discriminate, um, you know, in your lending practices. Everybody agreed that these were valid state laws that the banks needed to comply with. Uh, the question was whether states could enforce them. And the Supreme Court said, yes, they can enforce them, although they cannot seek information uh, through subpoenas ahead of time. So there is that problem with the enforcement of these laws. However, there's another whole class of consumer protection laws aimed more generally at predatory lending practices, at all the different sorts of tricks and traps and, and abuses that led us to this financial crisis. That whole set of state laws is still preempted which is to say that the banking agencies have said that national banks don't need to comply with them, and because there are no strong federal laws in their place, uh, the banks still have, you know, fairly free reign to engage in abusive lending practices outside of the discrimination context. So this Supreme Court takes, you know, one little step in the direction of making sure that state consumer protection laws, you know, are in place and can protect. Uh, individuals, um, but we need to go much further, and in fact, the um, Obama regulatory reform plan does, you know, say clearly that uh, that banks, like every other type of institution, ought to comply with state consumer protection laws.
0: What's your expectation of how far-reaching this ruling will be?
1: Um, I, I don't think this ruling is particularly far-reaching. I think it does send a signal that there are limits to the preemption of state laws and that it clearly sends a signal that uh, the banking agencies in the last several years you know, overstepped their bounds in aggressively protecting the banks um, from state consumer protection laws. Uh, but the real action is going to be in Congress. And in fact, just yesterday, um, a bill was introduced in the House by Congressman Frank, the chair of the Financial Services Committee, um, basically uh, putting in place President Obama's uh, plan to create a new consumer protection agency, a new consumer financial protection agency. This would take away from the banking agencies the consumer protection function, which has led in the past years to really you know, anti-consumer protection
0: function. Well, the new... Consumer Financial Protection Agency also help change bad behavior by financial institutions?
1: Uh, that is the goal of it, yes, is, is to, you know, more proactively look at the effect of, of practices on in, individuals and try to prevent some of these really abusive predatory lending practices that have led us into this crisis. So, you know, this new agency will be both issuing its own rules uh, about what are appropriate lending practices, and it also will you know, allow states to go farther because you know, not everything can happen in Washington, and it's much more important for abusive practices to be stopped early on the ground before they spread and become a national problem.
0: Some have described banks' lending practices as a black box. Will this ruling aid in making their practices more transparent?
1: The Supreme Court ruling does not go very far in helping um, transparency in in lending practices. The significant um, impediment in this ruling is that it does not allow states to gather information from banks to try to find out whether violating state fair lending laws. Um, If a a violation is clear on its face, they can enforce it, but they can't do the more appropriate and prudent step of seeking information about, you know, exactly how the lending practices work, who is being targeted, what terms are being offered to different consumers. And without that information, you really can't come up with a a determination of whether a practice is discriminatory or not. Um, The uh, President Obama's proposal for this new Consumer Protection Agency uh, definitely will help with uh, both um, information to decide um, whether practices are abusive um, as well as transparency this new agency will have the ability to look you know inside financial institutions to examine them and figure out what is going on it doesn't uh, merely uh, have the tool of using the you know uh, a lawsuit or a, a, the real stick of enforcement it, it can seek information. It can examine the books and the loans and, and the data um, of the banks and the other institutions it will be regulating and, you know, work from the inside in terms of, you know, pointing out, you know what, this, this particular practice um, can really be unfair to consumers and, you know, you need to, you know, come up with a more appropriate way of conducting your, um, your business. So it, it allows this agency to both do the more collegial supervisory Um, supervision regulation that that the banking agencies have traditionally done as well as the, um, you know, the more aggressive enforcement actions when there are clear violations that need to be addressed.
0: Lauren, one final question. What do you foresee as the regulatory atmosphere now on a federal and state level when it comes to consumer protections?
1: Well, we're going to have a real debate. Uh, I think, you know, the pendulum has started to swing back in the other direction for years. The talk in Washington was all about deregulation, and the bills introduced in Congress were all about regulatory relief. Um, I think we've realized that they went way, way too far and that uh, there is an appropriate role for for rules to protect consumers, and without them, uh, you know, people um, can really be abused. Um, On the other hand, the financial industry – is very well financed, has an enormous lobbying effort that is gearing up to oppose this new consumer financial protection agency and to oppose reforms. Those who benefited from the status quo and still don't seem to have learned the lesson of the financial crisis are mounting an enormous effort to stop reforms. And so we're going to have a real debate uh, in Washington about what direction this country goes in, in the next several years.
0: Thanks, Lauren, for your excellent insights today. Until later, I'm Linda McGlasson for Information Security Media Group.